What's good, fam? Thanks for joining me, your host, Corey Cabri, on the Living Life on Purpose podcast, where we discuss various topics on how to apply God's principles to your everyday life. I hope you enjoy the discussion. All right. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So we're continuing on, continuing on uh, with things that we must continue to do towards God, right? We must continue to do these things towards God. Like God uh, put it on my heart to start um, this discussion uh, with praying, right? We should continue to pray and think that. Like it doesn't matter what's going on. Like it doesn't matter what difficult situation that we are facing. We must continue on praying and thank not right uh the other thing god told me that put on my heart that we must continue to do uh we must continue to give thanks right we got to continue to give thanks we got to continue to praise god right uh we got to continue to worship god right uh those are some of the things that god was putting on my heart and today uh god is sharing with me that you know we have to continue to be humble we got to be humble. Um, we got to stay humble. <laughs> um, you know, and that's the story with uh, in Daniel of uh, King Nebuchadnezzar. That's just one of many stories, so many different stories. I mean, King Saul, uh, we could just go on and on and on. Pharaoh, we could go on and on and on. But today, I wanted to touch on King Nebuchadnezzar. I think it's an interesting, uh, interesting story. With King Nebuchadnezzar, because uh, God came to him in a in a dream, pretty much giving him the opportunity to humble himself and and give God his just due, you know. But he didn't, and and it's not. And I'm not. Lord isn't giving me the story to just talk about King Nebuchadnezzar. It's something that he's putting on my heart that we must continue to do, and and using King Nebuchadnezzar as an example, right? Uh, to to not follow after the same pattern that he did right and it's not so much that we we may be kings no we're not kings or you know some of us may be in high authority but but as as men and women of god right we have to stay humble in every situation where situations may arise and we want to exalt ourselves and and flex our muscle uh in difficult times or somebody's doing something or saying something about you you know you want to elevate yourself and, and instead of allowing god to fight your battle because i mean that's more or less what, what God is calling us to do. But if we were to read this story, a beautiful story, I think it's a beautiful story, even though um, what the result of what happened to King Nebuchadnezzar, and I'll start reading at, I'm going to start reading, I said 24, but I'm going to start reading at 19. Uh, and this is Daniel. And he said, Then Daniel, also called Belteshazzar, was greatly perplexed for a time, and his thoughts terrified him. So the king said to Belteshazzar, Do not let the dream or its meaning alarm you. Belteshazzar answered, My lord, if only the dream applied to your enemies and its meaning to your adversaries, the tree you saw, which grew large and strong, with its top touching the sky visible to the whole earth, with beautiful leaves and abundant fruit, providing food for all, giving shelter to the wild animals and having nesting places in its branches for the birds your majesty (laughs) you are that tree 
You have become great and strong. Your greatness has grown until it reaches the sky, and your dominion extends to the distant, to distant parts of the earth. Your Majesty, your Majesty saw a holy one, a messenger, coming down from heaven and saying, "Cut down the tree and destroy it." But the leaves, the stump, bound with iron and bronze in the grass of the field, while its roots remain in the in the ground. Let him be drenched with the dew of heaven. Let him live with the wild animals until seven times pass by for him. And then Daniel went on to say, and I'm going to skip down some. Then Daniel went on to say, Your Majesty, this is the decree the Most High has issued against my Lord, the King. You will be driven away from the people and will live with the wild animals. You will eat grass like the ox and be drenched with the dew of heaven. Seven times will pass by for you until you acknowledge that the Most High is sovereign over all kingdoms on earth and gives them to anyone he wishes. The command to leave the stump of the tree with its roots means that your kingdom will be restored to you when you acknowledge that heaven rules. Therefore, your majesty, be pleased to accept my advice. Renounce your sins by doing what is right and your weak wickedness by being kind to oppressed it may be that then your prosperity will continue all this happened to Nebuchadnezzar 12 months later as the king was walking on the roof of the royal palace of Babylon Babylon he said is not this the great Babylon I have built as the royal residence by my mighty power and for the glory of my majesty and even as these words were on his lips a voice came down from heaven this is what the, is this is what is decreed for you king nebuchadnezzar your royal authority has been taken from you you will be driven away from the people and will live with the wild animals you will eat grass like the ox seven times will pass by for you until you acknowledge that the most high is sovereign over all kingdoms on earth and gives them to anyone he wishes and from that moment on what God decreed to Nebuchadnezzar it happened Nebuchadnezzar was eating with the dew it says, it says his body changed he says it's, it says he on verse what, 33 it says his body was drenched with the dew of heaven until his hair grew like the feathers of an eagle and his nails like the claws of a bird all of this came on King Nebuchadnezzar why because he wouldn't humble himself because he had elevated himself to be in a position within himself that he was the one who brought about all of the things that he had right he he made the, 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 the notion he had the notion to say in verse 30 is not this the great Babylon I have built as the royal residence he built it and and the funny part about this, just still on Nebuchadnezzar, the funny thing about this was he didn't actually build it. I can't even say that it was of his mindset, meaning it was his idea to do the thing through the things that was set about. I'm not. I can't even honestly say that. We don't know. The, the writer didn't even put that in there. And what I mean by that is, you know, you have uh, David had a had a idea to build God a temple, right? Like like did did. 
Nebuchadnezzar have the idea to build all the, the, the kingdoms and buildings that was in Babylon at the time? I don't know. It didn't say that. But he's taking credit for building it. Now, he didn't even literally build it, right? I'm pretty sure he had people that he that built it for them. It's kind of like Pharaoh. Pharaoh didn't build a... <laughs> Pharaoh didn't build the pyramids. The children of Israel did, mostly. And, and maybe it was some Egyptians that was helping too. But it was mostly the children of Israel. They were they were building those those pyramids. It was over. They were carrying all of that, the brick and, and the mortar and all of that, and, and, and however else they built them. Because people think it's so majestic of how the pyramids were built, seeing how they didn't have like cranes and things of that nature. But but what are we getting at? A simple truth. Slightly and simple truth. A couple things. Uh, 30. This is Pharaoh talking. Not Pharaoh, I'm sorry. Nebuchadnezzar talking. 20. Daniel talking. Therefore, your majesty, be pleased to accept my advice. Renounce your sins by doing what is right and your wickedness by being kind to the oppressed. And it may be that then your prosperity will return. Right? But, but simply put, Renounce your sins by doing what is right and your wickedness by being kind to the oppressed. It sounds like Chronicles 14. Was it 14 and 28? I think. Where he said, if my people whom are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. I'm misquoting it, obviously, but, but, but it sounds like the same thing. If, 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 if you're going through something and God is taking you through something. It may be, and maybe, and I'm just saying maybe, it may be that he is humbling you, right? And he's waiting for you to turn from these things that you're doing, that you're routinely doing, that's causing you to be in this position. And I can put myself in that. It may be that God is taking us through something and wanting us to humble ourselves, right? And turn from this sinful and wickedness that we are pressing towards right and 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 acknowledge him as king acknowledge him what did he tell him he said acknowledge me as king right and look to the heavens as your ruler that was what i was looking for but until we do that what we're going through may be because god is humbling us so what should we do we should we should do just that we should humble ourselves we should turn from this thing but why aren't we that's more or less what i want to talk about why aren't we because think about it like this if the situation that you're in right if you didn't put yourself there like literally put yourself there like something was sent to cause this disruption in your life right then why are you being so prideful and me too why are we being so prideful to not acknowledge God as our ruler Right? Why aren't we humbling ourselves to the extent that, you know what, God? I mean, you, you got this. And, and, and I mean, I can speculate in my own case, right, in my own prideful sense, right, because of how I grew up. Right? I have this, this I grew up with the mentality that I'm not going to be oppressed. Right? I'm not going to be. So when I feel like something is trying to press me down, then, then I, 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 am, I engulf it. And I search out an inner strength that I have, and I push back. <laughs> That's what I do. I push back. Why? Because I'm not going to let you oppress me. But if God got me, right, 
if God is my rule, right, if he's my ruler, right, if I look to the one who rules over me, then who can oppress me? Only him. And so if he's oppressing me, then I ain't going to be able to beat that. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to beat that. And then, as Gamaliel said, you'll find yourself warring against God. And that's not a place where you want to be, Corey, right? I don't want to find myself warring against God because if God is pressing on me to humble me, if God is wanting me to, to be abased, right, if he's wanting to prostrate me, there's nothing that I can do. And what ends up happening, what am I getting at? Let me tell you what I'm getting at. If God is doing this to me, there's nothing that I can do but look up. And if I don't look up, what I'm going to find myself doing is digging myself deeper into more and more of a chaotic situation. This can't be any more. There's nothing more chaotic than King Nebuchadnezzar. Obviously, this is more parallel than what God is taking us through. But similar, though, right? Because what he ended up doing was stripping everything from him. Everything that he thought he built just so that he could show him that you are not in control of anything. You're not running anything. And you imagine like people that are homeless. Now, I know there's three types of homeless people. Now, I know a lot of people don't, may not know that, but there's three types. Right? There's somebody homeless because they, they hit hard times. You know what I mean? Maybe a Nebuchadnezzar situation. Right? Maybe a Job situation. Right? God took their job, took their family, took, 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 took their, 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 their cattle, took their livelihood, right? took their children. Maybe he did that, right? And then they didn't have me. They felt like, oh, they, I, met a, I, met a, I met my end, right? And so then they became homeless, right? And then the other one group that is that's homeless, right? Typically, they're, they're, they're addicted to drugs, right? They're strung out. So they, they, it's like they, have no, they don't have the wherewithal to get off of the drug, kick the drug. And so they, they are just really living to, to, to get high. And so they live on the street until they can do get enough money to go and get more drugs. All right. And then the third homeless group are, are people that are trying to beat the system. All right. They don't want to pay taxes to the man. They don't want any rights to, to, to any land or government. So they try to beat the system by being homeless. And I mean, they probably got a lot of money somewhere stashed or somewhere. You know what I mean? But, but they... They move on outside. It's like you got to get off the grid. Now, how did I learn this? I learned this when I did grand jury, and and the the, the police officers was well, the chief police officer told us this. This is what he said: is in Houston, there's three types of homeless people. And he named those three people that hit hard times that are actually like on hard times and they can't get a job or they lost their job or whatever, and they're trying to get back to where they were when they go through all of these programs. And then you got people that are addicted to drugs, and then you got people that just want to beat the system. Right. And he said all three groups are required to like this basically ditch their driver's license. No identity. So there's like no ID on them as they live homelessly. And and, and so bringing up those people, though, each group. Right. In some form or fashion, it's, it's in a sense being humble, even that group that's trying to beat the system. Right. Because you got to think being homeless. I don't know about you, I, but I've slept on some hard floors. But sleeping in the elements. I, I've never done that. Not not like forcefully or, or in a sense willfully because I couldn't get into any other place. Right? But 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 people that have and are, from what I'm hearing, it ain't like fun. That's not fun. That's a humbling experience, right? You you're literally humbling yourself in that light. And so when you think about King Nebuchadnezzar, like this is the lowest you could ever get aside from being under the ground, right? Being here on earth and being transformed into an animal, 
That's pretty low. Just so that God, just so that God can help you, and this is the amazing part, just so that God can help you to see that he's your ruler. It was almost like God was being merciful because he could have treated him like he did Pharaoh, but he didn't. Even though he had to do this for seven years, seven times will pass you by until you acknowledge. He had to do this for seven years. I'm thinking that's seven years, right? But I would look it up. But he had to do this for seven years before he finally got it. God in the midst still being merciful to us. God in the midst still being a God over us trying to help us to see that, hey, man, you're getting beside yourself. You're getting beside yourself. And I think what it what what this boils down to, let me simply put, like, like what ends up happening is you end up treating your fellow man in a light that is not pleasing to God. Because this is what this boils down to. Right? He had elevated himself so high up, now he's disregarding his fellow man. Because how do we love God? We love God by loving one another. Like if I can't say that I'm loving, this is out of John. I can't say that I'm loving God if I'm treating my people like nothing. And this is more or less is what's coming on King Nebuchadnezzar. And I'm going to go to Peter. Uh, it's real, 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 because I really didn't have more or less a lot to say. Uh, just this. We have to be humble. We have to be humble. We have to continue to be humble. And I love the way Peter brings this out. And, and I'm going to tie it all in. I love the way Peter brings this out. He says, uh, I'm going to start at verse 2. No, uh, no, I'm not. I'm going to start at, yeah, I start at 2. He said, be servants of God's flock that is under your care, uh, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be, and not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve, not lording, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but be, being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory. And that will never fade away. In the same way, you who are younger, submit yourselves to your elders. All of you, clothe yourselves with humility toward one another. Because God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. He told the younger people to, to humble themselves to the elder people. He told the elders to serve them that were under them right and he of course he was speaking to the shepherds but not just the shepherds because if the elders are to be over the younger then they have to be servants to the younger and if that is the case then as he said right after in verse 5 clothe yourselves with humility towards one another not not opposing not oppressing one another not elevating yourselves because this is the thing we get caught up into this this light especially as as church folks we get caught up in this light of, uh, of of entitlement because of our position within the church right and we begin to elevate ourselves like we are something I, I always think that it's so amazingly funny that we got famous people that are Christian we call them call them famous and they're not in the sense of renown like known but famous like people like Offer them praise. I mean, that's what you're looking at as far as famous. Like, I mean, I'm 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 a praiseworthy person. 
You know what I mean? I get praised because I'm so popular. You know what I mean? And I'm like, well, how, how could you even accept it as such? I would denounce that. You know, I just, because all I'm, I've gained my fame on Jesus' name. <laughs> I mean, that's what makes it so funny. You know, it, you know what I mean? And then, and then it's amazing because then I get it. I get it. People have their armor bears and they get bodyguards and things of that nature. I get it because you feel like you need to be protected because you're so famous. <laughs> you know, you're so famous. So, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just saying it's a funny thing, right? You're so famous. So you have armor bears. You have, you have security guards. And even at the church that I go to, they have security because they feel like they got to protect the guy that's up there preaching and in my mind i'm just like maybe i'm crazy i mean maybe i'm not but i'm like i don't want security if god is not going to protect me then he must be wanting this to happen to me and maybe he doesn't want it but it would be for some kind of reason that that it's going to bring him glory because i'm not going to have somebody putting their life on the line for my life when i'm laying down my life for them like that's the whole point right i'm laying down my life for you, I have to be humble, and that is this is this is not no fancy entertaining no discussion. It's brother, I have to be humble continuously. I have to be because if I don't, then what ends up happening to me is the very thing that you saw happening to Nebuchadnezzar. God will abase you, and He will separate you from everything that He built up through you and with you. He will separate you from it. If you don't humble yourself, if you don't constantly look to him as your ruler. And that's what ended up happening with Pharaoh. After seven years, after the end of the time, as it said, it says he looked up to God. He looked up to the heavens. And I'll read it. I got to go back to it, though. He looked up to the heavens. Yeah, 34. At the end of that time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, raised my eyes toward heaven. And my sanity was restored. And then I praised the Most High. I honored and glorified him who lives forever. His dominion is an eternal dominion. His kingdom endures from generation to generation. All the peoples of the earth are regarded as nothing. He does as he pleases with the powers of heaven. And the peoples of the earth. No one can hold back his hand. Or say to him, what have you done? At the same time that my sanity was restored, my honor and splendor were returned to me for the glory of the kingdom. My advisors and nobles sought me out, and I was restored to my throne and became even greater than before. Sounds just like Job. Just a different light. Job wasn't cast down to the earth to that light, but he was certainly humble. He was certainly humble. Two different, two different types of, of positions where God was favoring Job in the light, but not so much with Nebuchadnezzar. Trying to get Nebuchadnezzar to see him, that see me as God, getting Job merely to just trust me as God. It's like, well, what do you mean? By that? Well, you know what I mean? Job really wasn't trusting God because he kept saying God was punishing him for doing what was right. Well, why would God punish you for doing what was right? But that's, that's a whole other story. Uh, uh, but the gist of this, the simplicity, the simplicity of this is, is that we must stay humble. We got to stay humble. We have to stay humble. We have to continue to acknowledge God 
we got to continue to acknowledge God as God and acknowledge God as our rulers. And this is something that I didn't say, but that willful sin, like that willingness to disobey God, knowing that you're wrong, right? Knowing, like, and then, and then it's like, well, I ain't doing what somebody else is doing. No, no, it doesn't matter. This is all God. It's, it's, I got to be merciful. I, I, that willfulness to say, no, nah, dude, I'm going to do this to you. No, nah, dude, I'm not going to forgive you. No, nah, dude, I'm not going to love you. Treating my children and my spouse like like whatever. Treating my bosses like whatever. Constantly putting our names on governors and officials willfully. Willfully. Like, like God has made a mistake. No. 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 Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Pray. Acknowledge God as your ruler. And God is ruling the earth. I don't need a security guard. I mean, I'm not telling them to not get a security guard. Maybe that's what God wants of them, to have a security guard. So I'm not knocking them guys that have I'm humbling myself in that light. But God is not telling me to get one if I'm famous. Because <laughs> I don't plan to. That's all I have, brother. Um, uh, I mean, yeah. That's all I have. Real simple. Well, family, I hope the discussion has encouraged you. I hope it has enlightened you. I hope it has infused you with love and truth to live a life filled with God on purpose. And if it has, join us again for more godly discussions. Thank you.